This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. We come to it at last, the great battle of our time. The nominations are in, now all that's left to do is fight it out. This is Game of the Year Watch 2013. Welcome back, everybody. All year long, we've been following the best games of 2013, considering which ones would eventually be up for Game of the Year. And IGN just announced its 10 Game of the Year nominations. They are... Bioshock Infinite. Device 6. Dota 2. Gone Home. Grand Theft Auto 5. The Last of Us. The Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds. Super Mario 3D World. Tearaway. And Tomb Raider. Here to begin the final Game of the Year discussions are IGN Editor-in-Chief Steve Butts, Reviews Editor Dan Stapleton, and Bearded Wonder Marty Sleva. All right, gentlemen, this is a strong list of nominations. Are there any front runners? Oh, I think so, definitely. We all probably personally have a lot of games that we were attracted to more than others on this list. Uh, For me, I really like the totality of Grand Theft Auto's design. It offered just so much stuff for me. Story problems aside, I feel like that game had a ton of gameplay, lots of different engaging, interesting systems. Uh, so that's when I really like. But then there's the emotional experience of something like Gone Home, mm-hmm. right? Which doesn't have a lot of gameplay, let's face it, but really told a very effective story, like really touched me personally. So mm-hmm. kind of a yin and yang there, yeah. um, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you described it earlier as uh, it, instead of comparing apples to oranges, you're comparing apples to race cars. Yeah. <laughs> like like a game like Grand Theft Auto and Gone Home, like you cannot be so different from these yeah. two. This year has been absolutely stunning. You look at the list and we have, you know, mobiles represented with Device 6, you have Tearaway, you have Zelda, you're representing the Vita and 3DS, you know. 
These are games that they all came out like relatively late in the year, but like they provided these amazing experiences and, and comparing it against something like Bioshock or even The Last of Us, like that I think just looking at this list of ten games shows how strong twenty thirteen was. Yeah, one of the questions I guess is what do you want out of a game? Like what do you get out of it? And this list offers a lot of different things for a lot of different tastes, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Dan, what stands out to you? And Last of Us and, and GTA are obviously the, the, the big heavy hitters. Uh, Gone Home is, all, is, the, is the third kind of dark horse, like non-traditional game that, that has impressed a lot of people, yeah. myself included. I, and you know, I'm kind of with Steve on the Grand Theft Auto angle in that, in that it is so technically impressive. Just the, the construction of that world, uh, pretty much the, the story of it barely even matters to me. I, I just, I'm just absolutely wowed every time I go in there and drive around and just you kind of poke that world with a stick and see what, see what happens. Yeah. Like it's it's such a complete world. I've never seen anything quite like it. It, it makes pretty much every other open world game look bad to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. At the same time, like the, over the last few weeks in the office, like the two, I feel like the two games I've been hearing people talk about the most and playing at home were Mario mm -hmm. and Dota Two. Mm -hmm. Dota Two is the one game that I still need to really dive into and to understand it. But you know, a That's lot of a our new deep hires, well to dive yeah, in. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of our new hires and, and Mitch, they're going home and they're playing this game for hours every night. Like, you know, a match is taking them an hour and they're they're going through four or five of them every night. So there's something there that's pulling them back and and. I mean, that's one of those games that's just absolutely endless. Dan, you talk about it being a deep well. Do you think that'll work against it? Not so much people not getting sure. invested to it, but the fact that when you're talking about game of the year, you're talking about this one experience, right? That's so amazing from start to finish, whereas Dota's like, well, I'm gonna get my head kicked in for a few hours, then I'll start <laughs> to understand what's happening. Well, and it's, it's, it is kind of a different class of game, right? Because it's, it's that, that kind of sport versus a linear or, or story-based experience. You know, you're, you're basically comparing basketball to a movie. You know, it's it's kind of that, that different kind of structure. What if it's a basketball movie like Space, Space Jam? Space Jam brought it all together. Yeah, movie of the year 2013, <laughs> Space Jam. Now, the, the thing the thing that's that's really interesting about Dota is is kind of its comparable lack of content. Like it has one map, but at the same time it has over a hundred different heroes you can play with. So it, it's the same experience happening in a bunch of different ways, and nuanced ways. So it, it is difficult to, it's very difficult to get into. But I mean, just, just sitting down and watching some of it, watching some streams, watching some, some like professional level or just, just casual level, uh, and we can sit down and watch, and watch Mitch play and see, here's why that this game is impressive. And you do, you do immediately get a sense of like, this is pretty cool what's going mm -hmm. on. And to pull back the veil a little bit, I mean, yeah. so our viewers know, Occasionally, games like that will require a champion on staff. Mm -hmm. Somebody like Leah or Brian or, or Mitch to say, this game is really cool, come with me and like watch me play and we'll play together and you can learn the things that I know about this game and that way you'll be able to appreciate it a little right. bit more. And right. Dota definitely needs that. Luckily, yeah. we have folks on staff who sure. are very passionate about that game. So from these 10 nominations, tell us about the process of how you will determine what's finally game of the year. We sit in a big room and argue. <laughs> Sounds all right. Yeah. Uh, it, it comes down to what I asked earlier, like what makes a good game to you, right? Something like Device 6 gets overlooked a little bit, but for me, Device 6 is better than any of these other games at matching uh, the experience to the platform, right? And that's really interesting to me, yeah. that this game matters that it's on iOS. When you play it, the platform is part of the experience. So you could argue, hey, this deserves to be in consideration for Game of the Year. Uh, other people would have entirely different criteria. No, this is the game that I had the most fun with, for example, or this is the game that offers the most gameplay. So it's just kind of coming to a consensus editorially about all those various tastes that yeah. we have and figuring out what we think most represents the best experience you can have uh, this year for sure. the video game. And and the there is a vote involved to determine sure. the, the, the front runners, but I, I, from, from this point forward, it's basically just us all sitting down and playing all these games a lot, uh, you know, through the rest, the end of the year, until we until we get a sense of what what 
we can sit back and say, yes, that's my game of the year. Yeah, and it's, it's important too to sort of take a step back and remember and, and refresh ourselves on games like Tomb Raider and Bioshock mm-hmm. that came out, you know, the first few months of the year. Um, it's sort of, it's really easy to get caught up in, you know, Tearaway or Zelda or Mario or Device 6, which came out in the last it's month so or so. so easy to get caught up in Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That was my mice. There's a really good mix of stuff here, like we are saying, but there's no uh, Xbox One or PlayStation 4. Is that yeah. is that really that big a surprise? I mean, <laughs> like, when the when the 360 and the PS3 came out, like, were there Game of the Year candidates just coming out their ears? Resistance but... fall of man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't I don't think that's, that's terribly shocking, honestly. Like, they, those... Those consoles have, you know, they've just started. Like this is the first batch of games, uh, and it kind of feels like the first batch of games. You know, yeah. It's not, yeah, you there's nothing, there's nothing blow, mind blowing out of those. You don't often get the, like the Super Mario or mm-hmm. Soul Calibur or Halo, right? Yeah. And this is a year where we're just not having, we're not seeing a lot of really great launch titles, yeah. mm-hmm. or at least launch exclusives. Yeah. There are good games on their systems, but you can also play them on your PS3 or Xbox 360 yeah, right. or on your PC. And you know, this is gonna be different when we're when we're sitting here a year from now. Like that list is gonna be filled, I think, primarily with Xbox One and PS4 games. Marty, you reviewed and liked Assassin's Creed 4 a lot. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a great game. It's, it, to me, it is one of, if not the best game on either next-gen console. Uh, but for me, you know, again, like if, if I could have a list of 15, 20 games, it would absolutely be on there. But, you know, I thought it was a great game, but but didn't quite have the punch that the rest of these 10 games have. And, and it's one of those games that, you know, if the, the inevitable AC5 gets revealed, then, you know, this game sort of becomes obsolete. At a certain point, when when the next one comes along, whereas a lot of these games really stand on their own. Last year, IGN gave Game of the Year to Journey, mm-hmm. so there's certainly a precedence for something like Gone Home, Device Six beating out a GTA Five uh, or a Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think as much as I love Gone Home, I think it would be a slightly more controversial choice because for me, there is very little game in Gone Home. Yeah, it's a very interactive experience. It's a great story. It's very emotionally uh, engaging. But as far as game design, uh, there's not a lot to it. Right. And the, the game, the game is basically a scavenger hunt, right? Yeah. Um, Christmas duck. That's all I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> but that said, like it is an interactive experience, and so you know, another question we have to ask ourselves is, how do we define a game? What makes a game? Yeah. And uh, for some people, you've got to have some sort of random die rolls. You got to have a gun and shoot stuff or jump on things. And going home has none of that. So sure. some people would discount it. I think as a game, I, I wouldn't personally. Yeah. Um, I don't feel it's very productive, but. Um, I think it would cause controversy if a game like that might win. Mm-hmm. Sure, and I think I think we can all agree. Like Gone Home is certainly, you know, one of the most important games of the year. But the question is going to be, is it the best game of the year? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe the one game on this list we haven't even addressed yet is Tearaway, which yeah. sort of surprised okay. people. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I, for the Vita. You know, to me, you know, Steve was mentioning Device Six as a game that's really married to its platform, and I feel like Tearaway is the exact same thing. Sure. You know, I just I played through Tearaway this weekend and. Like the things it does with the Vita, with the touchscreen, with the microphone, with the camera. Uh, in another game, it could feel very gimmicky, but it feels just that world feels like it needs the Vita, and it needs you as the player in front of the Vita. And playing through it and seeing what Media Molecule is able to do with the device and with the game itself is just, you know, amazing. The game is so charming, so innovative, so creative. Yeah, I had a great time with it. Yeah, that's the only game on this list that I haven't touched yet. I'm going to steal Marty's Vita and play it. <laughs> Marty, Dan's going to steal your Vita. Just as that's up. <laughs> Do the three of you have your personal pick yet? I mean, I know, like, Dan, you were saying you just haven't played uh, Tearaway yet, but is there something in your mind that you... Do you have a favorite game of the year, personally, I'm, at this I'm, point? My mind isn't made up yet, no. Like, there's... I, I still need to finish Last of Us and GTA, mm-hmm. and, I, I, and Zelda. I, I've gotten, like, a good chunk into all of those, but I haven't really finished them. And actually, Tomb Raider too. So I, I did finish Bioshock, and I finished actually, Gone no, Home. Actually, no, I'm not games. <laughs> <laughs> What's a game? No, I, I mean, it's, yeah. Where so, am I? So like, there, there's 
<laughs> I'm a little ways into a lot of them. I'm, I'm not like all the way through yet. Yeah. Um, so I think my mind is going to be made up you know, over, over the Christmas break. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I've played most uh, of, of these games on the list. Have to close the gap on a few of them. For me, I've got three or four that I really like that I keep coming back to, and my answer would probably be different depending on the day you ask. Mm -hmm. Yep. We got built in time for yourself to spin with the games, right? Because the awards aren't being announced till early January. Yeah, we're going to kick off uh, January 9th, announcing the awards uh, over a couple of days. So yeah, we have a little bit of time. We wanted to do it that way this year, uh, just so everybody has that time over the break to really dig into these games yeah. and really come to like a, a solid uh, decision that they feel like has some sort of consistency and integrity with what they feel these awards should mean. So you've asked us, you don't get off this easy though. What do you guys think? What are your personal favorites on these lists? Well, all through uh, Game of the Year Watch this year, uh, I've been saying I really like Tomb Raider, and I think that's yeah. still, you know, after what nine months later, I think that's still the most fun game that I played this year. Uh, it's just exactly the type of game Damon Hatfield is looking for. <laughs> Damon <laughs> sort of Hatfield, like, <laughs> Game of the Year. And yeah, it's just like you know, uh, explore an island, uh, upgrade your stats, upgrade your equipment, you know. Now I can go back to the places I was before and explore new areas. It's just, it's just what I want to do with video games. So. Yeah, it's, it's got nice a kind of an emotional element to it as well. I really sure. like that game too. Yeah, that's good. What about you, Greg? I mean, it's funny, Damon talks about fun, right? The one game we didn't touch that much on from the list is Super Mario 3D World, right? That yeah. game is a blast to yeah. play, Crazy fun. to get into the cat suit, to run around, to have your multiple Marios, to go down all the musical. There's so many brilliant things done in that game that it is so much fun. But as far as my pick, I still go The Last of Us, which is the drum I've been beating since I think the second game of the year watch, right? Mm -hmm. That like. For me, that's the most complete experience on the list, right? That's the one that told me a story that I loved, and even when I didn't agree with the ending, I still was like, I respect them for doing that, telling a story and sticking to their guns and not letting me make a choice at the end to make it my own, right? This was clearly Naughty Dog's story, and that was what we were along for the ride for. And in the same sense of the story, I liked the gameplay just as much. I enjoyed crafting and fighting and going through and exploring environments. Cool. Gentlemen, thank you for taking the time to discuss the nominations for IGN's Game of the Year award this year. I know you guys still have lots of games to play, so we'll let you get back to it. Thanks. Please. There you have it, IGN's 10 nominations for Game of the Year. The winner will be announced in early January, but you can announce your personal pick right now. Do it in the comments, then share this video with your friends so they can come tell us why we're dumb. Thanks for tuning in to Game of the Year Watch with us all year. Be sure to let us know if you want to see Game of the Year Watch 2014. Please say yes. Everybody, have a great holiday. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.